Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Unplugged Woodworkers podcast. So, I've actually... As you, might, <laughs> as you might know, I've I haven't done a podcast in a, um, maybe two months, something like that. Now, um, it's just been nice just to have a little bit of time off from it. Um, been enjoying the beautiful weather we've been having. Uh, so, been out on my bike a lot. Um, just had a bit of a chill out. Um, kind of, you know, um, recharge my batteries and stuff. Um, even even wood wise um, or woodworking wise rather um, I haven't done a great deal to be honest um, the last few days I have um, I, I, I don't know I kind of stepped away from it a little bit I think sometimes it's good to step away from things a little bit um, but things have kind of re- reignited um, actually I, I was actually responding to a comment the other day on Instagram and um there was a lady telling us about um, she was in a local art exhibition and there was a guy there that was selling um, some, I, I think she said um, um, bookcases. Was it bookcases? I think it might have been bookcases, something like that. Um, and she, and she, <laughs> she, she, she basically said, and to be honest, it's the same trailer mine and uh, same trailer thought in my mind as well. She basically said she had to stop herself um, from from saying like I, I think she said the the price of these whatever it was it was like fifteen uh, fifteen hundred pound. So like that's like a grand and a half. <laughs> and she and she basically had to stop herself from saying where's the dovetails, where's the mortars and tenant joints. Like obviously it didn't have any. Um, it was put together with dowel apparently, um, and. You know, she was basically saying for that sort of money, I want, I want dovetails and I want mortars and tenant joints. And obviously, she didn't buy it. She was, you know, just just passing passing her eyes over the piece. Um, but after hearing that, um, it kind of made us want to start selling furniture again because I haven't actually um, pursued it for a little while. Um, I was still doing bits and bobs of it. Um, actually, like when I went back to my full time job after um, after the pandemic carry on and whatnot, um, but I kind of stepped away from it and I've been doing my own stuff. Um, but I kind of I kind of feel like um, pursuing it again. So maybe I will, maybe I won't. Um, so I have kind of been messing around with the the ongoing table as it's turned out um with the the spotlit beach um the table of doom <laughs> as i've as i've started calling it um it's it's been uh, how, how to put this it's been challenging um it's so 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 fragile um ironic ironically today um i was out in the back garden today 
and um, my mum come round. My mum come round with my niece. Uh, we were sitting in the back garden. Obviously, my na- my neighbours um, they were out in the back garden. Um, they- they're an old couple as well. Um, and it was funny. My next door neighbour, um, just you know what you what you're building. You know, it's just talking to my mum because she she knows my mum as well. Um, you know, oh, I'm I'm still making this table. I've been making it for f- forever. I was like, it's so fragile. You know, it's like. I kind of do a bit and then I move away from it, you know, and I'm obviously explaining this to her. <laughs> and and, as I, exp- and uh, as I was explaining this, I, I, I kid you not, literally two minutes later, I snapped one of the pins off. <laughs> you couldn't write it, honestly, you could not write it. Um, as I was saying in, in one of the posts, what I posted um, a couple of days ago on Instagram, Every time I touch it, I damage something on it. It's so, so, so fragile. Um, the spot the beach, don't get us wrong, when it's done and the, f- the, the finish is on it, it's going to look absolutely amazing. T- visually, it's going to look absolutely amazing. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so glad when, it, when the glue-up's done. I am kind of hoping to have that glued up tomorrow. Um... <sighs> I see I'm hoping I have got things to do. I did actually end up splitting one of the um one of the two sides. What one side's actually oak because I didn't have enough uh, beach it wasn't long enough. So I've actually got a basic L shape um and I decided to um do away with the two square blanks that I was gonna use for legs and just just use some oak. Um it's a bit of a nice contrast as well because I've actually got rails in it. I have actually added rails. Yeah uh, I spent uh, I spent a day fitting like fitting the last of rails and put the whole thing together. Um <laughs> it was an absolute nightmare to put it together as well because obviously I've got I've got the two rails um, they're through motors and tenon joints, so there's there's two, so that's like four per reel. Um, so basically got that together um, and put the top on, you know, and that doesn't sound, you know, it doesn't sound too bad, but when you consider I've got Japanese style dovetails at this end and I've got, um, you could actually see the word Japanese style air finger joints because in the centre it's 90 degrees, um, and it just slopes off to 70 degrees this way and slopes off to 70 degrees that way. So it's it's kind of a bit of a fan effect. Um, it sounds better than it actually looks because um, <laughs> I was actually a little bit disappointed. I think I should have probably put a little bit more of a, um, a bit more of an angle on them. But, you know, it's, I, I suppose it shouldn't look too bad once, you know, again, once the finish is on, everything's playing down and sanded down and whatnot. It, it shouldn't look too bad. But as I said, um, there's a big split um, down down one of the the the, the, the sides, the, the legs. It, 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 well, it is. It's actually they are technically legs. So there's a there's a bit of a split there. Um, so I was I was just going to epoxy it, um, but. Um, uh, it's it's such a faff on to, to epoxy. Gonna have to go out, get the epoxy. I mean, to, like like epoxy is not cheap as well, especially you know, especially if you're doing a lot of it. 
Um, even just filling some like like your crock. I think I think the crock itself is only maybe what three, say three millimeters, something like that. Three millimeters. Now, obviously, I think it goes down. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Maybe three hundred millimeters, and then it starts tapering off. Obviously, to nothing. But there's not a lot at the bottom that's holding it, so um, that needs to be addressed. Um, so I was thinking about actually putting some bow ties in it, um, possibly. Um, I did actually think about, me, me first initial thing with that was to actually just put some back supports um, or inside supports. So basically just, um, you know, just an oak rail. I was just going to round it off, round the, round the edges off, you know, make it all nice and slender. Um, I did actually think about, you know, making some secret dovetails fitting it, you know, basically where you would slot it in and then, you know, push it to the left or to the right or all. I hit it with a mallet and that would lock everything in. Um, but just just with the way the um, the spalted beach is and obviously because of the, the the thickness of the material, the thickness of the material, I think it's like it's less than an inch. Um, so... The trouble I've had with um, the material being so fragile, I've really stepped away from that. Um, it would be really cool joint to do, and I, and I do want to do that in the future. Um, but as I said, with the way it is, I don't really want to do that. So most likely, I'm just going to um, use some screws to fix that into position. Um, obviously, just elongate the... The, the the holes themselves so for anyone that doesn't know this basically if you are going to be using um screws um a, a good example of this and i've done this um in the past is um let's just say you're building a dovetail blanket chest and obviously you're putting the top on uh, the top gets hinged so the problem with that um is obviously it can cup so there's a couple of ways you can do this obviously you can do something with the joint i've just said or you can put breadboard ends on it um or you can do what i what i've said so basically what you'll do you'll you'll drill your hole but instead of leaving your hole as is you'll actually move your drill drill to the left and right so basically you're creating the 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 hole that you've just drilled, you're actually creating a left and a right, um, what's the right word, a canal, I wouldn't actually say it's a canal, but it's probably the best way I can, the best word I can like get to, um, to describe it, so basically, when the screws are in, and when the wood moves, and the wood will move, the screws are actually able to, to move with the, with the, the top itself um so obviously you've got the you've got the width of the top or the width of the board um so basically that's going to shrink left and right and obviously you've got the rail and you've got the angry and going this way so the rail's not gonna it's not gonna move this way so you have to allow it um i have had 
I have done this in the past and I have had a few people say, you know, you shouldn't really do it and am um, I not worried? Or, or I have had people say, oh, you're not worried about it. And obviously I have explained this, but uh, I've done this time and time again. Um, never had no issues with it. So I think I'm going to do that. Um, and I'm probably still going to do the um, the bow tie. Um, I was actually thinking about the, the bow tie just a little bit earlier because I haven't actually seen anyone um, do it by hand. Every time I've seen someone um, like like add bow ties to a piece, the first thing that I've seen is they use a bandsaw, um, usually with a jig, or I have seen it done with a table saw as well. Um, and they basically cut out the um, the bull. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bow ties. That's standard. I've never, ever seen anyone cut it out with a handsaw, which... Obviously, I'm going to do. Um, and then it's the same with the middle. I'm actually, you know, um, recessing it. So the way I've seen it done, um, people have pretty much used a router, um, you know, just like a small router or even a Dremel, and pretty much, you know, got really, really close and then just chiseled it out. So... Um, obviously, I'm not going to be doing, <laughs> not going to be doing that. Um, so I think, obviously, for the bow ties, I'm just going to use me, uh, uh, me, me Japanese. So um, not going to be a problem. Um, I'm quite happy um, cutting them by hand. Um, I'm quite, I'm quite confident. Um, you know, I ain't going to have a problem with that. I think with the bow ties, um, I was maybe thinking about drilling some holes. Um, basically, get a drill bit, um, you know, just put a put a bit of tape on it, just so I know where I'm going with my depth. Um, you know, and and pretty much just uh, you know um, when it's you know get X amount of holes in it, um, and when I can't do any more. I'm just going to obviously chisel down and then use me router plane, I think. Um, I did have a smaller a smaller um, tooth for a smaller blade roller for me router plane. Um, I think I've also got like a little mini one somewhere. I say a mini one, it's not really a mini one, it's a, just a smaller... Um, I don't know if it's a Veritas, it might be a Veritas thing. I, to be honest, I've never used it. I bought it and I've never used it. <laughs> there's, there's actually a few tools like that I've bought and I've never used. But um, that was like back in the day when I had like a when I had like a tool addiction, you know. It's like, you know, kind of going to an AA, sort of like, you know, my name's Dave, I've got an addiction. <laughs> kind of with the tools, but I did calm right down with my tools, so... but. As I said, it's here uh, and I haven't used it. So I think that's probably the route I'm going to go with that. Um, I don't actually know how many I'm going to add. 
Um, as I said, it would be nice tomorrow to get it all done and dusted. But obviously, I've got to I've got to make the make the bow ties. Um, obviously, recess them, get them glued in, and then obviously I've got to make the reels that I'm going to screw into position. So obviously they they're going to have to be um, shaped as well because I want I want them they're going to be on display. Obviously, when you when you're looking inside of the table, which people will and I will myself, you're going to see them. Um, so I want them all looking nice. Um, I'm most likely going to dowel them as well. Obviously, dowel the where the screws are going. Yeah, I think it's just going to look better visually. Um, so again, I've got to make the dowel, uh, making it by hand as well. So that's going to take a bit of time. Then I've got I've got wedges to make on top of it. Um, it's it's not going to take as a group. A great a great deal of time to make um, wedges but again it does it does take time but uh, yeah I need to make a make a few uh, wedges for the yeah uh, for, for the for the how many is that for eight so I've got like eight like eight motors and tenants um you know joints basically to to wedge up so I don't need to make them I've also got the bottom to shape as well um so I don't really know what I'm gonna do with the bottom. I don't know. I don't know well at to when I say a bottom, I actually mean the bottom um, where it's gonna make contact um, with the floor. So obviously at the moment it's just square, um, and if the floor is uneven and my kitchen floor is uneven, um, it it's going to be liable to rock because it's straight so if there's a bit of a obviously if there's a bit of a hump in the floor it, it's just going to rock so obviously I'm going to have to remove some material from the middle of um, the end grain so I didn't know what to do I didn't know well I just to do a simple arch um, I don't know well I to start at either end and take it up like kind of um like a, like a bit of a quadrant sort of thing, but I'm, I'm not sure if that will look right. Um, or um, basically, kind of kind of come up, you know, maybe maybe coming from either side three inches, come up maybe an inch or two inches, and then do a bit of a like a bit of an arch, a very slight arch though. Um, or there's the more traditional stuff, you know, that's, you know, that's got like a couple of quadrants, like, um, I can't quite remember the name of it, obviously, there's like a, like a, a correct name for it, but that's, that's more seen on like stuff, um, I think if you look at some of Chris Schwartz's stuff, like, that's more like traditional, you'll see, you'll probably see what I'm talking about, like there, it's basically a little, it, it, it's kind of a, um, You'll have like a like a quad like a quadrant, and then that quadrant actually comes back on itself. Um, that's probably the best way I can describe it um, for the people that are listening to this, anyway. Um, but yeah, I've I've got that to do. So uh, that was another thing. I don't know well at to basically get the thing together, get it glued together. Um, 
and then just and then just shape shape the the legs when you know the, the whole thing's glued together because as it stands the more time i put it together or the the more time the components are separated the more i just seem to be damaging it it's like it, it's absolutely ridiculous. i'm not i'm not even exaggerating the amount of time i've <laughs> the amount of time i've that like honestly i can seriously i can pick a piece up and i can move it and i've done it about three times now i've like i've literally like picked a piece up when i've moved it and i'm like that's just come off that that's just fell off how you know and then you're going through in your hand how the hell have i managed to damage that i've literally picked it up moved it from a to b but that's kind of what's happening um and the on the japanese section or this or all the japanese dovetail section um specifically the pins um i think up to now i think it's five like five of the smaller triangle pieces i've literally like just snapped off all together so i have um basically super glued them back on um the super glue's doing an incredible job um but i don't particularly want to snap anymore um as i said i i think what's going to be best like for me and for for the whole table itself it's just to get the thing glued up once it's glued up and once it's in a solid position you know and the glues the glues took hold um obviously that's just going to be so like so much better i did actually contemplate um doing this um basically getting the glue together and then putting the um the bow ties in but obviously that's just going to be really awkward because of because of the length of it and i would have to have it on its end and it's it's just going to cause problems um so i'm gonna the the thing i'm gonna have to do with that is because the crack is there and i and, and the reason the cracks here i think obviously obviously it's it's basically gotten bigger and then i think it's just cracked and then with me putting the joint together and taking the joint um apart obviously it's just come really loose so there's basically only like the bottom portion and, and the rest of it's like really like floppy and um so i think i think that's just basically the wood taking on moisture and you know wood moves whatever whatever it's whatever it's doing and i think that's the problem so yeah i did <laughs> i did it actually it actually happened um and i says oh nightmare i says i says i says what shall i do and i says i know what i'll do i'll put some glue in it and i'll just clamp it together um i did actually try clamping it together first without any glue and it closed the crack up a little bit and i thought eh, it's not too bad you know it looks like it's got enough um so what i ended up doing um i ended up using some um liquid high glue um i don't know why i use liquid high glue because i never use liquid high glue i have actually got some there but i never use it but anyway i'm glad i did so i did actually put it in clamping it together um and it was totally it totally went over my head it was totally oblivious that's i didn't think about when i'm gluing it together i'm compressing it 
and if there's dovetails or roller pins at the top, I'm actually because I'm like minimising the the gap. <laughs> I'm actually moving all. I'm actually moving all of the dovetails. So yeah, I kind of done that. Glued it. It dried. And I tried to put the thing back together again, and I was like, "Why is this not fitting?" Obviously, <laughs> because I've compressed it, glued it, and obviously all of the all of the pins are now out of um, line with the top. So I had to reverse that. Yeah, that made it worse. So yeah, I haven't had much luck with this um, uh, with this table. Um, I'm going to be so glad when it's finished. Um, as I said, it would it would be absolutely awesome if I could just get it glued up like tomorrow. Even if I've got to, you know, still shape the legs and everything, I would be so so happy if that happened tomorrow. Um, it's going to be a hitty missy. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. It depends. Kind of, you know, basically how my day goes and my workflow and everything. But. It would be uh, it would be super great if I got that um, you know done and dusted out of the way. So I've actually jumped the gun a little bit today. Um, I kind of got into that. Um, I did actually want to highlight something um, I seen on Instagram. Um, you can, yeah, you could kind of say that uh, what impressed me sort of thing. But I've kind of done this back to front today. Um, lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky. In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um... But I did actually come across this, and this is a Japanese joint. I'll put it on the screen for those of you that are watching. Um, <clears throat> I don't actually know the name of this joint. I did have a look before, and I tried to pronounce it, and f for the life of us, I, I don't know what it is. I, I, I've got real trouble in pronouncing um, Japanese um, name, like anything Japanese. I, I've, I've got terrible problems pronouncing them to be honest i think that's just for all languages including english actually um but this joint um for anyone that's been woodworking any amount of time and they're familiar with japanese joints um will probably know this joint um, and for those of you that are listening this is one of those joints um where it kind of looks like it's got an arrow and in it in a, in a basically fits end grain to end grain. So if you can imagine you've got like an arrow pointing up, that's the best way I can describe it. Um, and the way this slots together, this kind of slots together the same way uh, like a, the impossible dovetail slides together. It's like slides together on the diagonal. Um and the woman who done it just done an absolutely awesome job. It's such a tight fit, like a, a ridiculously tight fit. Um, when she's like putting it together, you can hear it. It's like squeaking, you know. So she's done a really, really good job of putting it together. Um, I'd really love to actually do that sort of joints. Um, Japanese joints in general. 
Um, the, the problem that I have with, with, with these Japanese joints, or any joint for that matter, is that I don't like doing a joint if I'm not going to use it, if it hasn't got no practical use. It's like, I've talked about this many times when people are practicing dovetails. It's like, and it, it, it does box my head in a little bit if I'm honest. Um, they'll, they'll make the dovetail, then they'll cut the corner, and then they'll just put it aside. Um, I don't really see the point in that, um, and I've said this, I've said this like dozen, maybe a dozen times now. For me, obviously, this is just my preference, you know. And this is what I have done in the past when I first started cutting dovetails. I was just making little boxes, um, making little boxes um, and, and putting screws in them. I've still got them somewhere. I'll, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to dig them out and. Um, you know, and, and, sh and show people the um, kind of what my first dovetails were like because they weren't pretty, you know. But the bo the boxes themselves are still together. Um, the dovetails are terrible, but you know, they served the purpose. And that's my whole thing with any sort of joint. Like, if I'm going to cut a joint, um, I'd love to, you know, I, I love for it to be used, sort of thing. So, unfortunately, a lot of these Japanese, for me at least, um, a lot of these Japanese um, joints, I'm probably, I'm never going to like have the opportunity to to use them. Because um, I think a lot of these joints are like kind of for um, like structure, like structural or, or that's probably not the, not, not the right word to use. Um, a lot of these joints were used in construction. That's probably a better way to put it, you know, in, in the temples and obviously in, um, houses. Um, there's, there's actually a guy I follow on, um, Instagram. Um, I want to say Dylan. I cannot think of his second name, but, as far as I'm aware, um, Dylan goes around and he, he basically, or at least the last, maybe the last year or maybe the last two years, he's been going around and he's been like disassembling houses, um, old Japanese houses. And these, these houses are kind of, um, you know, like all traditional, like put together with joints and it's really, it's really interesting when he takes them apart. Obviously, he's taking the whole house apart, and you, the structural, um, the structural frame of the house is like built with um, wood, and some of the joints, man, absolutely like you know, f phenomenal. Um, and some of the joints he's actually got to replace, or some of the timber he's got to replace, you know, uh, due to you know rot, uh, things like that. Um, so a lot of a lot of those joints were built for things like that, um, or, or designed for like um, for that. Now this is just an educated guess because I'm no expert on Japanese um, joints or anything like that. But that's where I tend to see them. I don't tend to see them like kind of you know in furniture per se. Um, but there's some very cool joints. I may 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 have to bite the bullet. Um, and you know, kind of get over that thing and just do the joint because I don't think I'm going to have the opportunity to do that sort of joint unless I just say, you know, kind of do it. I mean, it would be nice, like, kind of 
if I'd done like a bit of a feature wall, you know, I could like get some shelving and maybe maybe do these joints and then like kind of put them on display. That would, you know, instead of like ornaments. Do you think that would be weird? <laughs> maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. Um, but but yeah, I'll leave a link in the description. So you know, go, go and check her out. Um, um, the crafts the craftswoman. I think she's uh, I think she's like a Danish lady, and she's currently studying in Japan. Yeah, I think anyway. So go and check her out if you want to check her out. I'll leave a link in the description. I did actually forget to mention that I done a video, um, and this was the um, basic use um, of a Ryobi saw. So I kind of it was it was more for for tracking the line. Um, it did raise a few questions. Um, it was received quite well actually. So I think I'm probably, well, I'm not probably, I am going to do um, some follow-up videos. So basically in the video, um, I'm talking about um, like tracking the line. And this is the same, this is the same principle, whether you're ripping a piece of wood or you are cross-cutting a piece of wood. So basically in the video, what I was stating um, is that... A lot of people, when they first start using a Ryobi saw, the majority of people, um, not everybody, but the majority of people um, are using a tall bench. Um, and when they're using a tall bench and they're using a Ryobi saw, or even a Western saw for that matter, when they're cutting, um, and, I, and I do see this in a lot of videos, same um, on Instagram and whatever else, um, they're using the Ryobi saw uh, or Ryoba saw. Um, I, I see, I, I, <laughs> I'm terrible with the with the names, but the Ryobo, Ryobo saw, Ryobi, Ryobi. The Japanese saw the one with the two teeth on either side of it. Um, so the they're using it at ninety degrees, um, and yeah, you can use it at ninety degrees. Um, and I do use it at 90 degrees myself, but when you're actually tracking the line, using it at 90 degrees is no good. You will get away with this a certain, like like a certain, like um, a certain distance. You know, let's just say we're ripping. For the example in the video, um, I think I got down like three inches. So I followed my line down, got down three inches. Um, as soon as I hit that third inch, I started veering off. Um, and I basically just kind of de like kind of demonstrate in the video that when you're using it at ninety degrees, you've got you've got the blade in in the wood, and you can't you can't track your line because there's no giving the saw. So obviously, I did I did show um, you know basically how I do it and, and, and talk you through how I uh, do it. But basically, if you've got to drop the angle, you cannot have it at 90 degrees, especially if you're doing like a long cut. Um, I also personally think, um, and, and I do recommend if, if your back's fine um, and you have got a low bench, some sort of low bench, whether it be a, a saw bench or a, or a Roman work bench, whatever, or a, even a couple of um, saw horses that are low, low, um, 
to use them and cut it and cut it in the um, and cut it like in a parallel plane um, rather than a, a vertical plane. Um, sorry, horizontal rather than the vertical. Um, so what this is going to do, this is going to, especially obviously if you're kneeling on it or, or on top of it, quite literally, it's going to force you to have more of a more of a you know for anywhere from forty five to say twenty five degree angle, um, and this is actually perfect for tracking your line. Again, as I demonstrate, if if you are using a Ryobi saw, it's it, check the video. It's 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 very very basic. I don't I don't go like into depth too much. Uh, although the next video I might I might delve a little bit more into it, but basically because you're using it. Um, because you're using it in the um, horizontal position, you, you're able to actually move move the saw to the left and to the right. So if you can imagine that the saw is actually in the workpiece and you're going to rip it because it's at 25 degrees, let's just say for argument's sake, and you're holding the handle, you're actually able to you know manipulate the saw to the left and to the right. And when you can manipulate the saw to the left and right, you're able to track your line. And that's that's one of the big things that I see. And obviously one of the things I, I, I do get questions with from time to time. Um, ironically, um, I did actually get another question on top of that question. Um, and that's I'm pretty much going to add that to the next video. But um, somebody asked, they were basically saying... Um, I can't track my line like per se so so, but what I'm finding is that on the opposite side, just say the back the back end of this uh, the back end of the board, it's actually you know twisting, so you're skewing, so you you might start off at say you know at the top of the board where the end grain is, you might start off at ninety degrees there, but by the time the guy was getting down to the other end. Um, he's getting like twists and, and, and buckles in it. So um, I did actually kind of just like try to describe a little bit um, about that. Um, but I think it is a good thing because if I remember correctly, I did actually struggle with this for a while. Um, so what I would advise anyone that's watching this now and that and have got that problem First things first, you will never, ever, ever eliminate it 100%, but you can minimise it quite a lot. Um, so basically, my advice to the guy, which I'm actually going to shoot the video and address that for him, um, but my advice is that if you are actually going to rip, again, 110%, I would... Again, if your back's okay and your knees are okay, use a use a low bench, um, and because you're using a low bench, and actually just just kneel on the board, even if it's just one. So what I would recommend is that where the handle is, try and get it into the center of your solar plexus. Don't be over the top of the saw. So you know, don't like kind of have the have the saw where it's like you know, kind of like in like in 
where, where the saw cut itself is in line with, say, your nose or your mouth, bring yourself back so your arms are reached out in front of you. Also, when you're doing this, there's, there's, there's still people that kind of use use a saw like how you would use a gentleman's saw. It's not designed to do that, and it's in the body mechanics is all wrong. So if you can imagine that you're on top of a board, yeah, let's just see on your knees, and and you're holding your saw. So how I hold my saw, I'll have me me left in front and my right hand behind. I have my thumbs on top, um, and this is just this is just better. Um, it's it's not it's not suited to have your fingers on top. Um, your first finger on top is just not suited for that. So it's just the um, the body mechanics is all wrong, um, you know. And I and I, I still see people that will use a saw, you know, with the first finger on top. And I, I'll go out on a limb and and say, occasionally you, you might have you might have um, use or or occasionally you might. You might need to do that, but I think maybe about ninety nine percent of the time you want to have your thumbs on top. It's as I said, it's just just like um, mechanically, body mechanically, it's just better. Because if you can imagine if if you've got your you know your thumb, uh, sorry, your first finger on top of it, even if you're just using one, when when you're doing it, you you. Your elbow wants to flare out to the side instead of being stuck into the like more to your rib cage. So, if you can imagine, uh, let's let's just say we're 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 playing a tug of war. A tug of war. How how you would have the rope? You would be holding the rope the same way you would be holding the rye. Obviously, so minus having your thumbs out because obviously you might damage your thumbs, you might break your thumbs, but your hand position is going to be the same. It's just more, it's more bio bio um, biomechanically. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just more efficient for you to have it like that. It's more natural as well. There might be people that will probably disagree with this, but you know it is what it is you've got more strength when you when you're pulling because you use using the using the bigger the bigger the bigger muscle the lats whereas when you if you're using it like that and you're flaring and you're flaring your elbows out to the side you're using more of the trapezius muscles and the and the rear deltoids so the lats like a bigger muscle and it's a stronger muscle so it makes more sense to use it like that and it's more natural so that would be the first thing. So the next thing would be kind of, he said, he was basically saying that the, obviously he's, he's getting a, like a skew in it. And I think probably the reason he's getting a skew in it because of his body position. Um, he did say he had tried to change his body mechanics and such. Um, so... What I would recommend, and this and this works quite well, is when start your start your cut off at the end of the board. Make sure that is ninety degrees. So if that's ninety degrees, and start start bringing your start bringing the the cut this way. So as I said, 
have it how I've just explained have it to the center of your body so when you're pulling if you get it somewhere in the region of maybe 25 degrees what you should find is that because because you've got it such as like you know such a shallow angle um the saw blade will actually track itself um with the curve you made at the start so if the curve at the start is like 90 degrees and you're just following it down you know it shouldn't be too bad i would imagine you'll see you'll see if you should the guy should see a fast improvement and anyone else that's struggling with this um should see um a fast improvement so um kind of a better way to describe this or or all that to show people that are watching so for those of you that are listening obviously this is for the guys <laughs> that are here watching so if you're using if you're using the saw let's just say at 45 degrees um so again for for those of you that are watching you'll be able to see i'm holding the book and a pencil so that's 45 degrees the problem with this is especially if you're not lined if your body's not lined up properly you're able to go to the left and right which is obviously going to impact the 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 back end of the saw so when you've actually got it somewhere to the region of like maybe like 25 degrees 30 degrees somewhere there um you're actually you're actually you're actually using the curve as a as a guide and you're able to eye it down obviously don't get us wrong this you know this comes with practice obviously the more you use it um the more obviously the more you practice this is the same with everything the more you practice with stuff but at least if you've got like you know like a step in the right direction it should speed the process up um and i think i think unfortunately there's a lot of people that have like you know encountered problems um like this problem or the original problem um which is why i shot the first video was basically just just the tracking at the front it never actually occurred to us to address the, uh, the the tracking at the back but as i said i'm going to do that um in the next video i'm actually going to address um cutting cutting angles as well um you know if you're cutting angle in a, a two let's just say a two before um a steep angle um oh, i don't know maybe 80 degrees um 80 degrees from from the face or all that if we've got the face here just like 10 degrees from the face sort of um you will you will find that the that saw will wonder and that's to do with um you know basically the the great all the or all other saw riding on the grain so i'm going to address that as well because you can actually get quite a clean cut if you if you kind of understand what's happening with the grain uh, so i'm going to address that and i'm probably going to do a a third video and that's going to be most likely it's going to be a quick video but it's probably going to uh, be one of the better ones i would have thought and i'm going to basically show how to cut curves um and 
circle. I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to cut a circle because I don't know if I've got anything like big enough to cut a circle with because there is some limitations to cutting a circle with a with a Japanese saw. Um, I have actually got some of that spalted beech left. Um, I don't know whether I'm going to be able to cut a circle out with that because um, I did actually think to myself I was just going to make you know just just a nice little round side table or something with it. Um, but if I think it's big enough, uh, that you know the you know the um, the diameter that's big enough for us, you know, to to cut it out with a rio, so I'm I'm probably going to do that, um, just to demonstrate it's um, obviously go by the hows and whys and you know whatever else. Um, but yeah, so bit of a short one today, guys. Um, obviously. I was actually going to talk about, say, some of the furniture in my house. I was, you know, going to go around and take a lot of pictures and, you know, go over, um, you know, how the joints are holding up and stuff and kind of what you can expect. Um, you know, if you're making furniture, if anyone ever wonders, oh, I wonder how, you know, how this would react or that would react. Um, so I was actually going to go around the house, say, with the furniture I've made and, you know, take a load of pictures, but... I haven't got round to it today, so obviously I've just had a general chit-chat today. So, any questions, anything like that, anything you want to you wanna see, um, video-wise, because yeah, obviously I am planning to do a few videos, so furniture build as well, I've got, I've got quite a lot of work out of the back, and it's just been lying there for, a, um, for some time. It's uh, it is actually quite like a it's it's beautifully figured. Um, it's got some cat's paws in it and stuff, so some of it's really nice. Way in the edge as well. Um, obviously, it doesn't have to be a way in the edge piece of furniture. Obviously, I can cut them cut them straight. But any suggestions for future furniture builds? Um, any ideas would be good if you want to. Obviously, I'm talking about a, a video. Um, so if you you know like a piece of furniture, but obviously it's going to be a video, or overall I'm going to record it. Um, leave a leave a comment. Um, so that's that's going to be it for today, guys. But uh, thank you very much for uh, listening, tuning in, whatever else. And until the next time, I shall see and speak to you guys later. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.